So you guys, I legit recorded the fucking bombest episode ever. And and because... So what's the word? It's not a nerd. I am a nerd, but I'm like... I'm like a... I'm like the nutty professor. That's it. Like, I'm like the nutty professor. And you may hear some background noise, but that's just my... What the fuck is this shit again? A fucking windowless air conditioner. This motherfucker's loud as shit. But anyway, so... um. Yes, like I recorded this bomb ass episode and legit I thought <laughs> I thought I saved it but then I didn't like the background music so I went back to change the background music and then it didn't fucking save. So I was like so pissed. Anywho, I'm back and I really apologize. And here's the thing, an apology for me is a big ass motherfucking deal because I used to apologize for everything all the time and I'm working through therapy that the fuck I shouldn't be sorry about shit. Like my grandma used to say, use a sorry motherfucker if you're always sorry. So most shit you shouldn't be sorry for because it's not, you know, sometimes we overcompensate apologies just to say, oh, we're sorry, but we're not, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we say sorry because we like have low self-esteem and we're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's not what sorry's before you shouldn't be saying you're sorry. So <laughs> I'm saying I apologize for not recording my podcast on schedule like I had planned to. And there's soup there's several super ass reasons why not. Uh you know, someone I was in a Zoom meeting, uh creative I was about to say creative consciousness. That, that's not what the fuck it's called. But anyway, I was in a Zoom meeting with creatives today. And someone said they had they got thrown a couple curveballs. Which, visually, that's what that would be. But I, I honestly don't see these as curveballs. I see things as blessings always. Um, oh, gosh. There's this gospel song that's... And uh, I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up in... Uh, anyway, I didn't grow up in the church, so like, I it's a song that's saying it's all. I, I'll just say this: everything is good. So anything that happens in your life, even if it appears to be bad, is actually good. It doesn't feel like it, but it's good. So, so I would say I'm super blessed. Anyway, because I am, everything really falls into my favor, and I can't thank the gods and goddesses that I worship, and I do worship many. I can't. I can't thank them enough and my ancestors I can't thank them enough so with that being said I like for you guys to welcome back and I'm back I didn't leave you guys and I'm so sorry for the long delay because it's not like I didn't have shit to talk about because the fuck I always do because my life is literally a goddamn movie so I always have stuff to talk about but I have so much that I'm working on that it just took me away from this for the moment so here's a couple here's an update. All the things that I'm um going to provide you guys with like all of the uh, information that I mentioned before like buying land, financial information, those things, that's going to be vi- be provided to you on Patreon. I had grappled with a few different ways to handle that information. I was like, "Oh, should I do an ebook? Should I just do a blog? Should I just this and that?" And again, Me being with like-minded people helps me, even though I wasn't really able to be with those people because of um, the planned fucking-demic. And listen, I'm going to get political with you guys later, but it's not so much that a a disease doesn't exist. It's so much as to how did it get here. And you motherfuckers, if you don't know that shit now, I I can't help you. But (laughs) anywho... Since we've been on shutdown and then my studio has opened up this month, they opened up in August 1st, which I didn't even know. They're like, we sent you an email blast. I'm like, nigga, I ain't fucking get that shit, but that's cool though. I got you because we, y'all saying you open now, we cool, we can record. So I'll be in my studio. I'm going to be trying out a new app that um, one of the creatives that I work with is he has he's actually developing that so i'll be trying out a new app that has a live version of a podcast on it which is cool 
But the biggest thing for me is being in a studio where I can have guests. Because Anchor, which is awesome, it's not the same way because everybody's phone, even if you have an app, I think I explained this to you guys before, you you know, everybody is in a different environment. So they may not be able to record in their house or wherever they are. And then there's just be background noise and all types of stuff going on. And it can hinder the recording, which me, I'm actually ghetto as fuck. <laughs> so sometimes I'll be giving a fuck. Long as the hell you hear what the hell I'm saying, I don't give a fuck what's going on in the background. But it doesn't matter because you need to capture your audience and have them and entranced in, in, in what you're saying. And like if you have like your kids and shit in the back, it might not go over the same way. So. With that being said, we can thank Ella Fitzgerald and Natural Savignon Blanc for the uh, episode tonight because I've actually had a long ass day, yo, like the longest of days. And I'm not saying it in a negative sense. I'm saying it in that. Uh, so I'm a cancer and I'm a cancer sun and a Gemini moon. And cancer is a cardinal sign. So we're a leader of the Zodiac. But just to give you a bit of background of what a cancer is, because clearly people don't know me because they think I'm made of steel and they don't fucking know who I really am. So I have to motherfucking educate people. <laughs> so I'm extremely sensitive and I'm empathetic. So I was an empath before anybody coined that term and before everybody claimed it. Ever since I was a kid, a baby. I love really hard, but love is not even the word that describes what I bring. It's not, it's, it's love times 20. So I absorb everything and I, oh, I, I emit on the same level. So someone saying a sentence to me is different from someone saying a sentence to somebody else. Like, I know a lot of people who someone says, oh, fuck you. And they're like, oh, fuck you too, bitch. That's, it, it's different for me. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, and it's not on some, I care what people think about me or I give a fuck to motherfucker said fuck you. I, no, I don't give a fuck. That's another thing about me. I don't really give a fuck about most people. Um, that's, that's actually a fucking uh, surprise to a lot of people. But I don't give a fuck about you for most years. But anyway... <laughs> And I'm saying that not to be funny. I'm saying that on a level that as empathetic as I am, I can also be as equally unempathetic. And this brings me to the title of this podcast. So my day was awesome and a lot and 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 a lot. So I so I've opted in to have surgery on my foot. I've been an athlete all my life. I had to really think back. Since I'm always bigger, the biggest motherfucker in the room, <laughs> because I'm a bomb, and all the bombs are Gullah Geechee, Gullah Geechee, North Carolina people, Choctaw, whatever people, indigenous ass people to the land of the Americas and Jamaica, and we all tall, big, and big as shit. So. I never really looked at myself as an athlete because I don't look like an athlete. I look like um, a curvy ass bitch. I don't, I don't know what's going on. How else to? So, but I have been an athlete my entire life. My first dance class, and me and my mom actually just had this discussion because I was like, I had to really think back. I've been active since I was five and she was like oh well no I didn't that wasn't your first dance class you were older than that and I was like no I was five we were living on 27th street I was five and she's like oh yeah that's right and I was like yeah bitch I my first memory is all my first memory is when I was in a crib so you can't yeah I'm saying like I, I know So I'm saying that to say that I have been in either in some type of dance class or some type of rigorous activity since age five. And I've always been like a big ass motherfucker. So like I never looked at myself as a as a athlete because I was the biggest person like 
but it didn't bother me. Like I just was like, oh, okay, y'all motherfuckers look skinny shit, but I look like me. <laughs> so like, and then when I got so five into like, I think I was like five to like eight or nine, I took African dance class religiously. And back in the eighties, the dance teachers they weren't like I don't know what the fuck motherfuckers do now. They they seem real nice now. That ain't how the fuck shit the shit was in the eighties. Because our teachers were actual dancers, so like they danced in, on Broadway and they danced in the theater, the theater in Philadelphia. Like, you know, all Philadelphia is a very big theater town. Most people don't know that, and I don't know how they don't know that because it's very weird. If especially if you grew up here, like, how don't you know that? But anyway, a lot of people don't. The Barrymore family, who was Drew Barrymore's family, they're the people who started, who were heavy in the theater in Philadelphia back way back until the 1800s. So theater in Philadelphia is very deep. So our teachers would be people who were in the theater in Philadelphia and in the dance scene in Philadelphia and New York and in the theater in New York as well. So even though we were children, they ain't teachers like no children. So we were doing hardcore shit young and I don't get me wrong. I loved it, but they weren't like, okay, girls, let's lift our leg up. But no. My all my ballet teachers were instructors were Russian when once I got to ballet. So I started off with um African dance and then once I got to I got to ballet, um, when I moved on to other programs after that, those teachers were Russian ballet teachers. Um and if you know anybody that's Eastern European, shout out to all my Eastern European friends, but all my Eastern European friends, they don't take no shit. They don't smile. Listen, this may be stereotyping you guys, and I don't. If you guys are listening, like you may be offended, but I don't even care. That's how you guys are. But I love you anyway. They don't smile. <laughs> they don't smile. They're the sweetest, most giving, kindest people ever. But they, when you look at them, they don't look like they're going to fuck with you at all. And that's how my ballet instructors were. So I've been hardcore dancing since I was five and then once I became an adult I was lifting heavy weights like once I got to I would say like late 20s I decided to go on a health kick I went vegan for many years Um, I went on a health kick because I was having knee problems my doctor at the time told me that the knees were because of my weight and that bitch didn't know what the fuck she was talking about because 10 years after that I went to a goddamn orthopedist, and he was like, that has nothing to do with weight. You were born with that knee problem, period. So, period, poo. So, anyway, but still, I lost weight, and I was, like, a heaviest shit. I didn't even know it, because I, I, you know I mean? I'd be, like, I'm, that, I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> but I've never been that weight again, so it was great. But, so, I've always been active, is what I'm trying to say. And... Then I started boxing, and I swear to you, that ruined my feet. The combination of me dancing and heavy gym and then my weight, because, again, I'm not 120 pounds, nor do I want to be. I love my motherfucking body. Like, I would fuck myself if I could. But my point is, I am not the lightest person, so imagine me being active as shit at the weight I am so it's not it's abnormal most people aren't that active at that weight over 200 pounds so all of that all those years of that have ruined my feet so now I can barely motherfucking walk some days so I have had a long day. I was like, all right, I opted into having surgery to the feet. So I'm sitting here like, damn, bitch, you got to have fucking surgery. I'll be put out again. I don't really like being put out. However, I did like being put out when I had a colonoscopy because they used propofol. And that shit was awesome. <laughs> I shouldn't even be saying that. But, man, that shit was awesome. Some I, I'm actually gonna ask them is that what you because if they use that we are good money but so yeah I've had a long day but I've had um you know a spark of energy because instead of me just having a long day and kind of first of all 
I thought I was going to get drunk over this organic Sauvignon Blanc, and it ain't. I'm not drunk yet, so I thought I would be put out to sleep. But I'm not. I'm literally like up. Then I started listening to Ella Fitzgerald, and well, I started with Liz Wright, and she's fucking fantastic. Um, but then I was like, I gotta throw some Ella in there, and she just lit a fire under my ass. Especially listen to "Drop Me Off in Harlem." I when I was listening to that, I was just like, oh my god! I just it just put me in the forties, getting off a bus from like Mississippi, <laughs> and being like flipping my hair back. I'm in Harlem, like so. Uh, she always does it for me. So in any event, it brings me to the subject matter at hand. It's funny how things happen. So we have been in, you know, uh, on house arrest for a very long time. And I had envisioned um, people being better coming out of it. And that's not the case. People are trash. And it's disappointing. Um, it's disheartening. It's shocking. It's hurtful. Um, and I know I'm talking about a few different subjects at one time, but they all tie in. And because I'm an empath, those things. So I've already had a very sensitive day. I'm in the office and like, okay, so what we're going to do is cut this part of your foot off. Sew it together. You're going to be in the cast for a month. Bye-bye. Now. (laughs) They didn't say it quite that way, but that's how I heard it. And then I started to think about all the things like I started to think about my support system and started to think about, you know, what if I die? What if, you know, I started to think about all these things and that's what you should be thinking about, obviously. But it brought me back to what's been on my mind for a while. So... You know, I, uh, in the two months that you last, you guys last heard from me, like I lost someone very dear to me, uh, and I'm not going to go too much into detail because I won't be able to finish this podcast, but I will say that losing that person taught me a lot. It taught me to really take care of myself and not like oh let me let me uh put a vegetable on my plate today no no that's not taking care of yourself now I, you know i love how we get real surface level with shit <laughs> like especially black folk like you you we the most spiritual people on the planet and y'all be like you know what i'm about what i'm about to do is eat me some broccoli no motherfucker that ain't what the fuck we talking about we're talking about we're talking about honing in on who you are as a spiritual being inside a flesh suit. That's what taking care of yourself means. It doesn't mean, let me go to get me a pedicure, uh, self-care, hashtag, you know, you know, shut the fuck up, honestly. I really want to slap people with a pan when they say dumbass surface level shit like that. Um, but... It just made me reflect on a lot of stuff. And I had envisioned us coming out of this ridiculousness as like a new people. And that's not what's happening. I'm seeing a lot of narcissism. And it's not even regular old narcissism, which... Regular old narcissism for me is growing up in the 80s um, and how people were narcissistic in that way. Um, They were narcissistic because they were materialistic and they were um, pleasure seekers and all those things. But they guess what? They weren't. They they still if they were able to have each other's back. And they still live by a certain code. And I don't see that anymore. I see. A bunch of assholes. And it is painful to watch. It's painful. It's, again, 
disheartening but it's made me really take a step back from a lot of people like I literally have a friend who bold face lied to me about some shit and again we have an enemy that we're fighting against not the invisible enemy like they try to tell you motherfuckers on this propaganda ass uh, commercials like wear your mask wash your hands no that's not what I'm talking about if it you know you gotta read you gotta read a book you gotta read behold a pale, pale horse you gotta read you gotta read you gotta read silent weapons for quiet wars you have to read it's not what you think we the people which all people of all colors don't think we're not one we are you know race is a social construct that was invented black is not a race it's a fucking color all these things don't exist so the fact that you don't know that by now is a fucking travesty you know it hinders you from being uh, genuine is not even a deep enough word it hinders you from being uh, majestic really I see people who are acting out in trauma but not acting out in trauma to be better acting out in trauma to be worse and we are fighting against something that wants to destroy us and instead of us saying let me prepare for warfare we are holding on to insecurities and piling on more insecurities because we're scared and we're frustrated and we don't know what's going on and so instead of us identifying that and and um, seeking solace or seeking the proper help for it we are exacerbating those insecurities uh, and I hope I hope you're getting this um, I hope I'm saying this in the best way so when my friend died I wanted I needed people and no one was there I'll tell you that I had people close to me and you know who the fuck you are saying I know how you feel that's actually not what you say to a grieving person <laughs> it's just not I mean read a fucking book honestly read a, read get, take a psychology class it's not what you say um I had people you know growing up if someone died people were at your house like what you need did you eat today did you drink water now I see people are not like that at all we just we're in a pandemic or pandemic whichever side you're on and you are still a piece of shit how you should be meeting me at my you should be like all right I'm on my way or what do you need or do you need a cake or let me see some flowers or whatever it's just odd it's odd but I have to say, if if you want to be a narcissist, you will be left behind. Because the age that we're moving in doesn't have room for that bullshit. And that means if you're narcissistic, you're playing into the hands of your oppressor. Um, you're following the rules. You're a sheep and you're going along to get along. And at the end of the day, you're going to be the motherfucker that perishes if you if you don't start being a true soul being like you are um it it is it's ugly it's ugly um it's disgusting i see people i see more and more homeless people we had a homeless problem way before this and it's quadruple I was in Center City the other day at literally 5 p.m. And there was no one on the street. I actually ran into a friend that I went to high school with. I went to uh, creative performing arts with her. Him. She's 
changing to a him. She's uh I'm sorry, changing's not the right word. She's transgender. And thank God I told her congratulations. I was like like again, that's moving into your sole purpose. Like if you, you don't feel like being who you were or or being in the construct of who you were and you're moving into who you are now. Um, but we were having a discussion and she was like I said, yo, what's going on down here? Like, it's nobody down here but a bunch of freaking derelicts and homeless people, which, no disrespect, but that's a problem. It's a problem for everyone across the board, for the people who don't have a home and for the people who are tr- down here trying to run an errand, <laughs> like, like, because that's a, what I was doing. And she was like, oh, there, he was like, oh, um, it's a ghost town after five. And I was like, okay, so the last time it was a ghost town after five, we were kids. And she's like, I know. She said, for one, most people aren't working down here because they're working from home. And the people who are, we just route immediately. And I was like, yeah. I was like, because there's no bars open. There's no restaurants open. I mean, there's some, but not enough. And she's like, yeah. It's just, I was like, yo, I never thought I'd see the day. The last time I saw it look like this was legit. On a weekday, legit, like, 1989, 1990. And she's like, I know. So, I'm saying all to say, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. And it's not, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I'm not saying it's getting bad to be a doomsdayer. I'm saying it because that's what the fuck I see in front of my face. And so when it gets like that, that means we need to tighten the fuck up and buckle down, put our egos aside and start being human. And I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing you guys being pieces of shit. Like I literally, I'm, so my grandmother turned 90 years old. And on the day of her birthday, I was talking to her. I was actually going to meet a friend. And I was talking to her, like, wishing her a birthday. We have, my grandma's my best friend anyway. So we talk, like, five for five, fucking five hours a day. I mean, when we get on the phone, it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so, like, she, you know, I could talk to her like she's my girlfriend. Because she is. So I'm standing outside waiting for a lift. Ready to go to um, Chestnut Hill. To meet one of my good friends out for lunch. To sit in the hot ass sun. Beating down our foreheads. Since we can't sit in a goddamn restaurant. Thanks to the city of Philadelphia. And the whatever fuck. But anyway. So I'm waiting for the lift in the park. Because I live across you from the park. This fucking guy. Pulls up. In his car, a nice car. It was like a Dodge, whatever one of those new Dodges are. But he had it tricked out. Which a Dodge is, uh, that, a Charger or whatever the fuck it is, is a bad purchase because it's a gas guzzler. But anywho, do you? <laughs> but he pulls the fuck up because he's like meeting a friend. He walks his fucking ass out of the car. Like, listen to it. Like, it, it, none of this makes sense. You pull up, you're meeting a friend, right? Typically, when you meet a friend, you sit in the car, wait for the friend to come to the car, handle your business, pull off. No. Gets, parks the car, gets out the car, takes a beer can, places it on the grass. Gets back in the car, waits for the friend. Now, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you doing? Not only are you littering a park. You wasted energy to get out of the car to do that. So when he was getting out of the car, I said, uh, no, 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 uh-uh, no, no, no. Pick that up. Pick that up. Pick that up. Do not litter. And my grandmother's on the phone like, oh, my God. Like, Isha, are like, you really talking to? Yes. Like, what? We are in a pandemic. And you're littering? Like, it's just like, what? 
So he like literally he like listen man, listen man, blah, 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 blah. don't don't act like y'all don't know people that talk like that because that's how y'all motherfuckers be talking. Y'all sound stupid. Y'all sound like y'all didn't get out the fucking third grade, yo. Like this shit crazy. And I was like, no, sir, sir, pick the can up. Do not litter. You yelling at me talking about basically the trash and all the trash out here. You ain't tell nobody else. I said, do you see anyone else for me to tell? And I, I said, should I have to tell you? Because you look well older than me. Why do I have to tell you, an elder, to not litter? But I, I, I just put that. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, slave, slave. Your slave is behind you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been watching Real Housewives, but no, you're acting like you can't. You know, y'all crack me up, and I say y'all not pointing fingers at any specific person, but I'm saying y'all in jest. Y'all crack me up when y'all be like, "Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter." No, they don't to you. You don't give a fuck about your own goddamn life. So why do you think someone else will? You actually got out of the car to litter. That's ridiculous. And 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 I told him that. I said black people got so much to say about what we want the white man to do. White man did blah 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 blah. And you littering. I said we're our own worst enemy. Pick the can up. Do not litter. I said as a matter of fact, I'm going to take a picture of your car and your license plate. I'm going to report you. You're going to get a fine. There's no dumping. Literally. I was a fucking Karen and I'll be a Karen every motherfucking day. Because y'all disappoint me so much, yo. Like, it's just ridiculous. How you get out a whole car to litter? And I said, you know, by the way, you have a nice car. You go, thank you. Uncle Sam paid for that. Oh, yeah, because you're such a coon-ass nigga. Like, you, Uncle Sam. So, Sam's your uncle? Like, shut the fuck up, dumb bitch. Well, so what you got over in the system, so you got a little car? This is what I'm talking about. You're not even focused on the future and getting the fuck out of the Matrix. Because the Matrix is closing in on your ass because they know that there's a kundalini awakening happening with with melanated people and they've been trying to calcify your pineal gland for years and they have successfully done it with a lot of you motherfuckers clearly it's, it's evident but um you know we're in a spiritual awakening so what's happening with that is they're going to keep making you they're going to keep trying to hamper that and so when I see people do the shit that they do, I know that they've succeeded in hampering it. So you're littering and you're talking about how Uncle Sam paid for your car. You you so it's like putting lipstick on a pig. So you have a nice car but you litter. Like stop. You you, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't want to hear these stories that you guys want to tell all the time about how we're so oppressed. No, you oppress yourself because you feed into bullshit. And then you're the biggest narcissist I've ever seen in my life. And then how about this? You're a narcissist for nothing. You're not a narcissist really providing value, really building something really changing the course and trajectory of history um really spearheading things really you know making a difference you are a fucking narcissist for a couple thousand hour for a couple of stimulus checks for a couple of fucking ppp loans whatever it is that, that that's the thing or for like your 17 jobs that don't even even pay the fucking bills at all you're still scrimping and say scrimping at the end of the fighting and surviving good time hanging in it that's you that's you you don't have a trust you don't have a you don't have anything set up for the future because you're so busy living for now and then when you turn around when they when they pull the rug from under us which is what they always do you then turn around and you blame them so what they do is they give you enough rope to hang yourselves and then they hang you and that's my point it's like I, you know, I don't know. I don't feel the same way about people like I used to. I used to really love people. Like, 
love them. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of people I really love. Like, I have a great core group of friends. And most of them I met at working. Like, you know, so I have a great... But it's just like... You know, I can't... I don't even feel sorry for some people sometimes. Because... I could have told you certain things would happen to you because of how you move. And at the end of the day, it's all spiritual. It's like, I don't want to hear how you fell for, you know, whatever. First of all, anything on the, you see on television, they pre-plan that. Like, that's not something that just, ha- it's not happenstance. And what I mean by that, it's not like, if it's an event, it's something that they knew that was going to happen. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's it's real. They plant. Just like the man on the moon. If you watch. First of all. Buzz Aldrin already said that they didn't land on the moon. And that motherfucker was in the video. So. and You get what I'm saying? So it's a it's theater. So we get so up in arms. When we see people shot. And we see you know cops doing whatever. First of all. Again. You're not reading. The cops were started as a slave patrol. And they're sovereign. So that means they can do what they want. That's why they do it. So the fact that you guys still get mad over shit like this, it means it, it means you didn't read. You didn't read. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you live. You don't know why they do things. That's troubling. But see, you guys don't even know why you're mad. Because really you're mad because you're misplacing anger. Because you're angry at other things in your life. And you pick that to be the focal point of your anger. When really it's you you're angry at. You get what I'm saying? It's not COVID. It's not George Floyd or whoever got shot or killed or may or may not have. And this is not to take anything away from anyone who suffered. Because we've all been through bullshit with the cops. Even black women, which they never talk about, obviously. But here we are, Breonna Teller, whether she exists or not. We don't know. But this is my point. When you're triggered... It's not because you care about that person because you don't know that person. You're triggered because you have triggers from other trauma that you endured and you never addressed it. And then at the same time, you'd be triggered by a whole stranger that you never met in your life. But you can't even pick up the motherfucking phone to call your family member, see if they, they was okay. But you mad about a motherfucker you don't even know. Like, this is my point with y'all. And it's funny because if you want to read about narcissism, just read about the Greek god Narcissus. And they, they give you the entire perspective on what I'm talking about. Don't read any of this new shit that you're talking about narcissists. It's like, oh, such a narcissist. Because it's, it's a very trendy. So I'm not talking about the trendy version of narcissism. I'm talking about read about the god Narcissus. And then you'll know why a lot of people are narcissists. These are the people I'm, I'm talking about. And it's tragic. But what it's taught me is to really just in so I'm a giver I give and 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 people who are extremely fucking insecure and insecure isn't even a strong enough word for some people it's not even insecure it's like you literally hate yourself they just take and take and take and take and take. But how I grew up, the smart thing for you to do is even if you're insecure, when you see a giver, you want that giver on your team. So you'd be like, oh, shit, I know each, she the plug, she hooking me up with some shit. Whether it's knowledge or anything material, she hooking me up. I'm going to make sure I reciprocate. That's how I grew up. We always knew how to give back to each other because we looked at it like it was a different type of, you know, we was looking out for ourselves, but we were looking out for each other too. So it was a different type of narcissism if you want to label it that. But it was, it was a, it, we always gave and t- we never went without, even though we were all poor as shit, we never went without because we were always giving back to each other. That, I had not seen that in, in 30 years. 
that's sad maybe maybe no not 30 years I, i'm being i'm being so i haven't seen it in 25 years maybe 20 years that's sad I see people just like a crackhead, like 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 oh she. I seen the thirstiest motherfuckers, like y'all, like zombies out here, thirsty for shit. Soon as y'all see somebody have something to offer, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. You see somebody have something to offer, like okay, sis, thank you, and look, I'm gonna hook you up with this, this, and that, because we knew. That if we were doing that, we would always keep a steady flow of things coming our way. So it was like a selfishness, but selfishness with a twist. Like selfish being, we gonna get what we want, and then we get we gonna. It's, it's one hand, one you scratch my back, I scratch your back. One hand washes the other. It was always like that. So when I see this new shit, I be like floored, my nigga. Like real spit. Like I'll be floored. I'll be floored. I'll be like, yo. Y'all think that that so this is the energy that y'all putting out of here. And this is what's gonna fuck us up if you don't change. And if this applies to you, then you need it. And if this is, doesn't apply to you, I know you know someone who who it does. But it, it's just like. It's something else. It's, it's something else. And I, at first, I was like, "Oh, it's just Philly." No, it's everywhere. Not to say, now listen, don't get me wrong. Philly is really a dump. <laughs> like I'm just not. I'm just gonna put it out there. It is a horrible ass place. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm saying that because the energy in this city is bad. Um. And that doesn't mean that you're bad or people you know are bad. So it means you can move freely in that energy. But overall, the energy here is pretty horrible. And that that's that's the reason behind it is a lot of shit. But it's not just here. It's it's you know it's it's again and i can remember the blackout in brooklyn and blackout basically means so it's not just like a couple hours of power out in new york city what else in new york it's legit a couple days nobody has power no one it's black as shit (laughs) that like it's not that's what i'm saying so Anything could happen. You can get robbed, you can get raped, whatever. It's black. But what did we do? We all came out on our stoop and we lit candles and everybody looked out for each other. We everybody if you didn't have food or if you had some non perishables that you could have for a couple of days or it was the greatest display of love that I've probably seen. But I don't see that anymore. I do see people who have pushed through the evil and are doing great things. Like my friend does something called gives, uh, the block gives back and they give, they serve hot meals, they give food, they have a food pantry. Like I do see those types of things and I see individually certain people doing those things with each other, with their friends, their family, but I don't see it as a collective, as a whole. And that's the issue. If we're moving in that energy on a widespread basis it changes the whole trajectory of what we're being what's being dealt to us you know back in the day even motherfuckers hanging on the corner selling crack if a nigga pull up and just put some betrayed, they be like, yo, man, put that fucking trash up. What the fuck you doing? Kids, play the fuck out here. They really would do that shit. Fuck you doing? But it, I don't see, it's me. I'm like, pick that trash up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> 
You know, we've got to do better. I've seen a lot of very disgusting things, per- both personally, that happened to me personally, and that I just see on the daily, on the regular. And it, it, to me, it makes me think that people are really uh, gaining a losing mentality. That they, they've been conquered. Like they've, they've given up. They feel, okay, well, the government told us we got made a mask and we got to be, oh, blah, 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 blah. let me just go, I'm just, oh, I'm so depressed. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, we get into this space where we think, oh man, shit just fucked up. We didn't, no, that's not the end. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to really be too spiritual right now because I, I, my, pra- my spiritual practice is deep. And I don't want to turn it into a spiritual statement. But I think what I'm trying to say is that everything begets everything else. So if you're in positive, positivity begets more positivity. If you're negative, negativity begets more negativity. And negativity doesn't mean that it looks ugly. You can look pretty as shit and just be an evil negative ass bitch to other people. And it's going to be get more negativity. And so this space that we're moving in, since there's a vortex really open. I mean, back when we were on lockdown, spirits were like everywhere. I was just like, oh, wow, the fucking door just opened. Like, it was like some Beetlejuice shit or fucking Sixth Sense. You know what I mean? Like, it was crazy. Like, it's still crazy. Everything was quiet, but the spirit world was like, oh, shit, doors open. Let me just walk on through. So, like, that's what I'm saying. So, you, you got to... You don't know what you're going to attach to yourself. So you got to really be human. And being a narcissist asshole does not make you, it makes you inhuman. It makes you, it makes you, and it opens your ass up to some shit that you ain't going to want, nor are you built for. And you can plead the blood of Cesar Begia all you want, (laughs) but like that shit ain't going to save you. If you're a fucking idiot. So, anywho, I wanted to update you guys. Um, and I wanted to check in. I will be heading to the studio. I'm probably going to do an episode or two back on the Anchor platform. Um, but in the interim, like just to make sure I'm I'm on course, because I have to stay on course with you guys, you know. Um, but again, my life has been kind of heavy, but I but it's not heavy in a bad way. It's heavy in a good way. Like it's literally like God uh, coming down, like uh, holding my hand through some shit. So I'm refocusing everything. Like I said, the information about going off grid those things will be put on patreon and i'll set that up i'll have all the links and things going for you guys and then um like i said a few more episodes on this platform and then i'll switch over and then we'll be on and popping like popcorn but peace and blessings to you all i really hope you got the message and what I'm saying today because it's important to me and as articulate as I think I am which actually actually, as articulate as I know I am (laughs) sometimes things come in my head that I don't really find the words for it's almost like sometimes you have to live in my head to get it but I really want to drive the point home I'm not saying you got to be nice all the time or happy and shit because people mix that positivity up with that they're like oh it's supposed to be happy all the time hey 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 no (laughs) you can be mad and and pissed off but you still can be a good human you know you can still stop thinking about yourself all the time and stop being a disgusting piece of shit like like i you know i don't know any other way to say it honestly and that's just one thing. That's just one of my gifts. I'm so I'm incredibly blunt. I, I don't know how else to say it, but it, I'm disappointed. I mean, I just see people. I 
think people think that they're go-getters, but that that's not what a go-getter means. So they're not going anywhere and they're not getting anything. You get what I'm saying? They're going, but it's not, you know, we were talking on our Zoom today about momentum and momentum. Uh, one of the co-owners of um, the studio I go to, he was like, yeah, the other day I tweeted that momentum isn't, when you're riding momentum, it doesn't mean that you put your foot on the gas and ride faster. It means that you steer and go slower. And that's what that's about. It's about, if you're going to, it doesn't mean, you, oh yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and I'm going to do that and then that and fuck you, bitch. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, bitch. Uh, fuck you. No, it's not, it's not putting your foot on the gas and just being more of an asshole. I'm speeding towards this dream life that, that doesn't exist because you aren't listening to anybody and you aren't planning properly and you aren't moving in the proper energy and you're not taking your time and you're not networking and you're not moving in different circles you move in the same circle that doesn't know any more than you do that is not momentum that is not being a go-getter that is being a hood-ass dumb motherfucker whose ego is too big and narcissism is too deep to take a step back and be like, you know what? Let me get enlightened. And let me really move into a different stratosphere. So if this is a one takeaway you guys can get from, from me today. Um, brought to you by Ella Fitzgerald. Is <laughs> just really look in the mirror. God. Really. And if you're cool with that, make sure everybody around you is doing a checklist with themselves. And please, if there is a narcissistic asshole around you, get them the fuck away from you. It's it's like it's toxic. It's like a rodent. It's like if you have mice, you got to lay a trap for the ass. And make sure it's these traps from Korea. Because they like will kill the motherfuckers instantly. Like it's not. Don't put no glue traps down. Because the motherfuckers are hip to that shit. But it's it's just like. You know I I was seeing a lot of this before then. And this has exacerbated the problem. But it's a blessing. Because the veil is lifted. And and that's why it's 2020. It's 2020 vision. Even though uh, the earth is way older than 2000 years. But this is the Gregorian calendar we're on. Um, yeah, everything's wide open. So I see people, me personally, I used to pride myself on reading people really quickly, be, especially after living in New York, because in New York City, everything moves so fast, you have to read people probably in a span of five minutes. It, this ain't nothing like I can read you over the phone and never had seen you. I can read you through a text. I, can, I just know the energy is so, so fierce. So it's all a blessing all is a blessing but take inventory of who's around you and take inventory of yourself um and i'll see you guys next week all right peace and blessings to you and your loved ones stay safe stay positive stay healthy bye